If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today I'm interviewing Joey Jody Wilson, who is an author of two books now, uh, a photographer, a prenatal yoga teacher, and she has four children. And a few years ago, Jody sold all of their belongings and jumped into a caravan and travelled around Australia for two years. I did personally a six-month trip around um, not the whole of Australia, just WA and the Northern Territory last year. So I know what an amazing and life-changing um, experience that is. I also have another student who I've interviewed on the podcast who did a similar thing and ended up quitting her job in midwifery and is now works as a sleep consultant. Her name's Katie and you can find her podcast too. So this seems to be a little bit of a theme. Uh, and Jody, from what I understand, what came out of that trip for you and your family was practicing simplicity. Do you want to introduce uh, yourself before we kind of go into the nuts and bolts of that journey? Yeah, so um, in 2017 it was. I mean, I'd been, I had four children um, at that stage and um, I opened my book, Practicing Simplicity, by discussing a scene um, where my eldest child, my firstborn, was on the stage doing a play based on Alison Lester's picture book, Are We There Yet?, which is the story of her three-month um family road trip around around the country around the eastern side of Australia and um, my fourth child uh, was 11 weeks old at the time and she was in a sling on my chest and it felt like there was a very distinct timeline laid out in front of me and I thought gosh it really doesn't feel like 10 years ago it was my firstborn that was on my chest and you know now he's on the stage and um, at the time and I can only see this in retrospect, but I was a very anxious, overwhelmed mother of four and I was, um, you know, just very blindsided by just the intensity of the day-to-day -day of driving children to preschool and to school and to juggling housework with a partner that commuted to Sydney a few times a week. We were living in New South Wales at the time and, um, and I was a freelance writer and I was, I just remember that every day was an immense juggle and um, and I was anxious to the point of being quite agitated and angry. And, um, and I realised that we kind of had to do a 180 flip on our life. Um, and I'd been blogging at that stage for 10 years. So I, um, I was doing a lot of writing online about motherhood and about practising simplicity because... I like to think of simplicity, I suppose, as not an aesthetic. And I think that sometimes that whole living simply, simple aesthetic is quite, um, it's kind of been hijacked a bit by linen curtains and, um, and minimalist interiors. But for me, simplicity is actually the choices that I make every day and how they affect my life and at that stage of my life with you know just the immense struggle of four children and and living in suburbia and 
just the intensity of it all, I thought, I don't want to keep living like this. And so when we were in the theatre watching our son's performance, my partner turned to me and said, um, we could do that. We could do that road trip around Australia in a caravan. And we'd never caravaned or camped before. And it was like my consciousness got in or my intuition got in before my consciousness did because I just said yes. And eight months later to the day, we drove out of our um, out of our rental property, towing a 24-foot caravan and everything that we needed for the two years following that was in that caravan. And it kind of changed our life in the most immense and minute ways. And um, now we live in Tasmania. My eldest is 15 and my youngest is five. And for the past few years, I've been writing two books. So the first one is Practicing Simplicity, uh, Small Steps and Brave Choices for a Life Less Distracted. And the second one I've co-wrote with um, Sophie Walker from Australian Birth Stories podcast. So I work alongside Sophie on the podcast and that book is The Complete Australian Guide to Pregnancy and Birth. And that will be released in January 2023. Amazing. I, I think it takes a lot of courage to do that complete 180 on your life. And I, I always mm. love hearing those stories, but I also think you're right that it is that intuition over consciousness mm. because perhaps if you thought about it, you wouldn't do it. Um, oh, look, and I, I totally, I, and every day following that day that we made the decision, I did not want to do it. And it would have been so much easier not to do it. But, you know, packing up a three-bedroom house full of stuff and, like, selling 80% of what you owned is not an easy transition to make. Um, but I knew in my heart, and, I, and I, I think intuition is very, very powerful. And we hear it a lot in the birth and pregnancy and, and, and early motherhood world in that, you know, mum knows best. And when, when we hear that saying and when midwives use that saying, they're saying that we trust in a mother's intuition, in her gut reaction. And for me personally, when I am very, very anxious, I can't access my intuition as clearly as I can when I'm, when I'm not anxious. So I, that's one thing that I've learned on this journey. Um, but I also, I also knew, I knew kind of more, it was just this all-encompassing truth that I could see myself as an 80-year-old woman looking back on my life. And I knew with every cell of my being that I would regret not going on this trip if we didn't do it. I would just regret it. And I didn't want to have that regret. And I just... I felt like even though it was the hardest thing I've ever done, I knew it was going to be beneficial. So, Yeah, I think understanding that it's hard. I mean, there's a, this is a bit like the simplicity uh, being hijacked by consumerism, but so is mm. van life. I think there's a bit of a oh, van absolutely. life thing that like mm. freedom and, you know, it's no hard work. It's really hard being on. Yeah, the and it's a, and you know, as I say in my book, no matter how or where we live, there's the work of life. There's no escaping it. And um, there's that beautiful um, Zen Buddhist quote: um, "After or oh, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water." So, regardless <laughs> of what stage of life we're at, and regardless of you know, how enlightened we are, there's still going to be the water to carry and the wood to chop. And um, it's such a beautiful reminder in motherhood, I think, that, you know, 
regardless of how old our children are, regardless of what's happening in our everyday life, there's still the dishes and the washing and the mess on the floor. And and I think it it's those things that really prove that, you know, we are all just living life and none of us are free of those those daily chores. Yes, absolutely. So when I was a child, my parents took us out of school for a year and we travelled around Europe in a, in a camper van. Oh, amazing. Because that's where my, my family was from. And I remember my mum telling me only many years later when I was a mum myself, she said, actually, the first night of that trip was in Bali. We got a, a round-the-world ticket. So the flight, we had a little time in Bali and a few places on the way through to Europe. The first night in Bali, we were lying in this, you know, lumpy mattress and a thatched roof. Bali, it was way different back then than it is mm. now. There were like geckos and mice and crickets and mosquitoes. And she honestly like thought on her very first night, I think I've made the biggest mistake of my oh. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, and I totally understand what she's feeling, yeah. Yeah, and obviously she didn't. I mean, I look back as, on that year as a you know, one of the best things I ever did in my whole childhood, mm. you know. So there's also that load of mothers that, you know, whether you're on an amazing life-changing holiday, you're still a mum and you've still got yeah. all of those accompanying responsibilities and stress. So Yeah. I felt like for me, um, and I, I do write about this in the book and I remember it so clearly that there was an afternoon, I think we were probably about four weeks into the trip, and I just remember that, I realised that I could close so many mental tabs. Like I could close the school newsletter tab and the after-school activity tab and the um, weekend obligation tab. And it just felt so freeing. And I remember being in that moment thinking, hold on to what this feels like because I knew that there would be a time in the future where we would go back to a normal life of living in a house and the children going to school and I really wanted to remember that I didn't want to go back to a life that was full of obligation and plans because it felt so good to be free of them. And, and so far we've very much honoured that. But um, that weight of responsibility that comes with motherhood um, and, and, you know, the keeping the tabs on everyone and making sure that, you know, when you're travelling rurally that you've got enough food with you and that you've got enough water on board and it's like your responsibilities shift. Um, so, you know, I wasn't thinking about a house. Um, I wasn't thinking about water when we lived in a house because it just came out of the tap. But when you're travelling rurally and you don't have access to water and you've only got 180 litres on board, you've got to be very mindful of how you use that water but it was stuff like that that really empowered and enlivened me because when we were focusing on the very small things like did we have enough um, energy coming through the solar panels and, and did we have enough water and did we have enough food to last us a week so that we didn't have to leave the free camp we were in, that kind of allowed us to kind of realise how amazing um, fresh water is and um, being able to cook an amazing meal with the basics um, and not just running to the shop out of convenience so it really kind of I suppose it was those simple things um, which is kind of really getting back to basics that proved to me that we can live so well with so little 
Yes, and I think we live in a world that's so detached. So many of the mm. tasks we do are not in a tangible way related to our daily well-being. So getting down to that level of like eating, drinking, sleeping, mm. you know, it's really sometimes feels so grounding and, and real to, to do that. Definitely. So I've noticed myself in the last oh, year or so as we sort of come through the other side of the pandemic that things are getting really busy again and I, I hear a lot of families saying, you know, there's good sides obviously to doing that but the stress of then having now so many birthday parties and weddings and interstate travel and, mm. you know, uh, after-school activities and it just feels like the world's speeding up again and are you noticing that people are again kind of being drawn back to this practicing simplicity as we you know go into this busy life again yeah absolutely and I feel like um I feel like the social climate at the moment is that we've come out of the uncertainty of this pandemic and we're expected to forget it all and just keep running on with life and and we do live in a culture that's productivity driven it's a consumerist culture so and you know the social media culture is is you know wanting more um buying more you know that's what we're seeing every day um and but the cost of living is a major concern for families and um every sunday on my instagram page um i started this this pro this kind of thing in in march this year where every sunday i just share five ways to practice simplicity um, which are really actionable um easy to implement suggestions that you can practice simplicity in your day-to-day -day because i think it is about starting where you are with what you have and not kind of selling 80 percent of what you own and living in a caravan you know there's a beautiful quote by the writer annie dillard um, and she says, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. So, you know, do you, the question is, do you want to be running around overwhelmed, your life dictated by plans and obligations, constantly chasing, constantly stressing, constantly buying? Um, or do you want to kind of step down a few notches and kind of just consciously say, actually, um, I need to do what's sustainable for me as a mother and a woman and make choices in your life to make sure that you are actually enjoying the life that you're living. Um, and I think it's really pertinent for mothers with, with young children especially because from a very young age we're encouraged to take our children to all the different activities and to, um, and to do all the things and, and we can't. It's not sustainable for us as, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally as mothers. Um, and I think sometimes just really taking small steps every day to practice simplicity, which could be, um, you know, setting the timer on your phone and doing a 15-minute speed clean and then leaving it and being okay with the fact that it's not finished because none of us are living in Instagram perfect homes. They don't exist. And I think that's a really good reminder. Um, it could be like just making sure that the washing is in the washing machine the night before so that, you know, you can set the timer or it can all be done by 7am the next morning. Um, 
sometimes it's looking at all the wilting vegetables in your fridge and going, I really should use those up, but I just do not have the energy to cook tonight. And to preserve my emotional well-being, I'm going to order takeaway. So sometimes it's choosing the easy option. Um, I think practicing simplicity is also about really getting grounded and for me on the road and I talk about this a lot in the book it was about really connecting my body my physical body with nature Um, and that may just be being barefoot um, on the grass in your backyard um, or just stepping out of an evening once the children are in bed and just looking at the night sky and being very present in that moment Um, because for me being in nature and being really immersed in nature was a salve for my anxiety and overwhelm that nothing else has ever, nothing else has come close to being as powerful as, as what it was. Because when you live in a caravan, you, you naturally gravitate outside for space and light and air. And, and I never anticipated this about our trip, but I, I was spending 10 to 12 hours a day outside and it really did settle my mind and my body which was really really powerful but yeah those those five ways to practice simplicity that I share every Sunday afternoon on my Instagram page um, are so you know mothers and women are resonating with them so much and I think um, it's just good to be reminded that it's the really simple small things that you do every day that can make such an enormous difference to your mindset and your well-being. Loving this podcast? Check out our books at newbornmothers.com. Nourishing Newborn Mothers is a recipe book to nourish your mind, body and soul after childbirth. And my second book, Newborn Mothers, was a bestseller. I know, I can't believe it either. It's about baby brain, village building and how to find happiness in 21st century parenting. You can get the first chapter free of both books at newbornmothers.com books. Yes, absolutely. And I really wholeheartedly agree with you on that nature um, element as well. Mm. And I think that's part of that grounding down to that most basic functions of, you know, eating and sleeping and drinking and, and being in, in the elements is is part of that. And uh, I, I found we were, you know, quite uh, sometimes exhausted and a bit overwhelmed by the weather on our trip. Mm. You know, we got evacuated from a cyclone. We've also been out on a road trip during bushfires. And, you know, and although those things are terrible tragedies, there's also just the daily like, oh, damn it, it's raining and we're like stuck in, you know, 10 square metres mm. <laughs> all day. Or actually we're all just going to put our raincoats on and go out anyway. Today was really hot and there's no air con and, you know, so that kind of like that it's that daily um really connecting with your body and the sensations rather than just living in your brain and that that like yeah. stress state of modern life yeah and i think it's you know we are nature there's no you know that's we are as we are nature just as much as a tree is nature and we forget that and we forget that we go through seasons and we go through you know we have our monthly cycles but we also go through go through seasons just like you know the the weather and the earth goes through seasons and recognizing when you're in a fallow season which is where you really do need to rest and rejuvenate um is so powerful because it means that you do honor the way your body and your mind is feeling and and 
it means that when spring comes around, when your metaphorical spring comes around, you are more energised. And um, you do. A, I know you do beautiful work encouraging newborn mothers to really sink into their postpartum and, and rest, and that's such a major major point in Sophie and Mai's book is to really um, consciously plan postpartum because I know from experience with my four children that I look back on, you know, early motherhood and those, the fact that I carved out, you know, three weeks after I had every baby to rest and heal and bond with my baby, they were the most precious moments of my life, those four times three weeks postpartum. So I think it's it's such a beautiful gift to give women who are pregnant that permission um, and that deep understanding of how precious and healthy um, a very conscious postpartum is. Mm, and, you know, they're quite similar things really, like the idea that you're, you know, you would regret not going on your road trip and you mm. would, you know, have these most precious memories but of your postpartum times, but they're both things that are actually really difficult um, mm. but also so deeply transformative and, and rewarding, especially when you do have that support around you uh, and yeah. even just that understanding of what it is that you're going through. Mm. So I'm curious a little bit too about, so you've told me a little bit about, you know, you, you had four babies, you went on a road trip. What mm. difference did that make in your daily life now that you obviously chose to settle in Tassie, not back in mm. New South Wales? What, what does your life look like um, after going on a life-changing trip like that? So we, we learnt to, we just learnt that we could live so well with very little um, and we knew that we didn't want to go back to a life that would cost us so much just to live our day-to-day -day life. And we were from the Central Coast just north of Sydney and the the house prices have gone insane like they have in so many parts of Australia and um, even though I'd grown up there I never really felt a, a strong sense of connection there um, and so as soon as we landed in Tasmania it was almost like I felt a very ancestral sense of belonging I love the distinct seasons here um, and I love the ability to really observe and celebrate and embrace those seasons in my own life um, we could still afford a house here which is something that um, we were really um, that was kind of one of our priorities and we have since bought a house so we bought a house in uh, December last year um, and we've been very conscious to not um, get too busy so um, my partner has been the stay-at-home dad, the, the kind of he's just been the one that's been here for the past two years while I've written two books. And um, we've just, yeah, just been very, very conscious of not ever getting, you know, not ever getting to the stage where I open my diary on a Sunday night to look at the week ahead and feel a sense of dread. I never want that in my life. I want to be able to see pockets very visible pockets of time where I've got nothing planned um, and 
we've since welcomed a fifth child in, or not a child, but well, she is a bit of a child, um, but our dog, um, our puppy Sandy. And, mm-hmm. um, and so now my partner and I, we have since, um, since about March this year, we get up at about 5.30 every morning and walk the beach with her. And it's such a beautiful practice and it's something that I could never, ever have seen myself doing when I, you know, I co-slept and, and breastfed for two years all my babies and I, I remember there being a point years ago where I was just like, gosh, it would be so lovely to be able to get up in the morning and go for a walk, but I just cannot fathom how I could do that and now I'm in this season of life where my children are older and we can leave them at home in the morning while we go walking and it's um it's kind of like our date night really um that's so lovely it's a morning thing and it's 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 so powerful um for me to kind of look back and think gosh it you know it was it's only five years ago that I was like, gosh, I really wish I could just go for a walk in the morning. And now it's this opportunity has opened up for me. And, and I think that shows the power of kind of following slightly older mums on Instagram or having mums with older children in your life, in your circle, just to see that it's not going to be as intense as it is right now forever. But there will be a time in the future when your children are a little bit older and more independent and there will be that space for you to do things like go for a walk first thing in the morning. Um, and, yeah, I did. I shared that on Instagram recently and it, it, the response was so overwhelming because I think it's something that we all crave when we're deep in early motherhood and we're so consumed by the responsibility of, you know, um, of breastfeeding around the clock and co-sleeping and just just the, the demands are so immense um, but there will be space there will be that space soon and I think it's a, a lovely kind of perspective to have oh, yeah I love that I'm curious how old your youngest is she's five no she's five and a half yeah yeah I think that's a magical age my youngest is six and I I feel the same that my life has opened up again and yes. um, it's such a amazing feeling after you know over a decade um yes of just being in 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 it every day in it uh and same having that feeling like I'm never going to not sleep in again like if I ever get yes. a chance to sleep in my life I will take it whereas now I'm like oh I actually I actually have enough space in my life where I, I could choose to get up early or yeah stay up late or go on a retreat or mm. you know work a little bit more or exercise more or whatever it is that you know um I want to do it's yeah it it comes it we do it does happen eventually <laughs> I think it's also just about honoring the season that you're in and not kind of wishing for it to be any different or um you know constantly striving just to be out of the season because and it you know honoring the season you're in is just a fancy way of saying be in the present moment like be here now and it's you know sometimes it's really damn hard to appreciate where you are and sometimes you would give anything to be um you know a little further down the track but I think contentment comes when you really are um in the present moment and kind of honoring where you are and being okay with that yes absolutely yes and that's uh you know that's going to be different for for everyone but I think a really Mm. important life lesson 
Uh, I think that's all my questions for you, Jody. That was really beautiful. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your book and where people can find you. Yeah, so I'm at Practicing Simplicity on Instagram. Um, and my book, which is a little um, a green, little green hardcover, is called Practicing Simplicity, and it's available at all bookstores. There's also some links in my Instagram bio. Um, and it's a beautiful, um, it's got all my photography throughout it. Um, and I wrote it to kind of you can read it from front to back or you can just pick it up at any page and it's been um it's been really well received which has been so so lovely um but I also designed it just to sit on your bedside table so I was very clear with my publisher I said I want it to be um I want a new mother to be able to um, be feeding her baby and to hold this book um and for it to sit nicely on a bedside table just so it can be picked up on a whim and, um, yeah, I like to think it, it's just a, um, it's a lovely gift book as well. So with Christmas coming up, it um, might be, might make it onto your wish list. Um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me um, and I also, um, my book with Australian Birth Stories with Sophie Walker um, is out in January and, um that is the complete Australian guide to pregnancy and birth. So it's a very thorough, comprehensive, accessible guide to birthing in Australia. Um, and we've started it from pre at preconception and gone right through to early postpartum. And there is a beautiful quote from you in there, Julia, isn't there? There is, yes. And um, I did. I was lucky enough to be able to read one of the preview copies. We will have Sophie on the podcast to talk a little bit about that more soon as well. Thanks so much, Jody. That's been really amazing to chat. You can find Jody at Practicing Simplicity on Instagram. We'll pop the links in the show notes. Um, and so lovely to hear from you. You've inspired me with getting up every morning to go to the beach. <laughs> Thank you so much. I definitely need to. We've just come out of winter here and um, and quite a stressful winter for us, you know, as a family. But I'm ready as, you know, we're in spring to um, start getting into some nice routines again. <laughs> yeah, it's a good habit. <laughs> it is. Thank you so much. And we'll, um, we'll chat again soon. Bye. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.